Halt. Who goes there? Friend or foe? Have you ever wondered how you can stop being your own worst enemy? Well, now you can stop wondering because we're about to tell you. Welcome to the show. Five, four, three, two, one, lift off. Two women, one mission to break through the BS of business, money, and mindset so you can live the life you desire and deserve sooner. Join Colleen Longdon and Ray Brent as they keep breaking through the BS. Buckle up and hold on to your aura. Enjoy the ride. G'day listeners, this is Pauline Longdon and Ray Brent and you're listening to Breaking Breaking Through Through the BS. Thanks for coming back and uh, joining us on today's episode. Yeah, we've got a great episode for the listeners today. We certainly do, Pauline. Can you tell us what it's all about? Yeah, for sure. It's all about the enemy within, the enemy that lies within us that most people don't realise. Really? Yeah. So we're not actually going army today. Well, you know, it's kind of like a covert enemy. It's something that you can really easily overcome if you know how to identify that it's there and what to do about it. So I don't need to take you back to boot camp and uh, no. take you through uh, some uh, rifle drills, rifle drills no. and uh, no. <laughs> a bit of bayonet assault. Actually, course. we don't even need any weapons for this enemy. And, you know, it, it's kind of the kind of enemy that you can actually become friends with. You want to know what the enemy is? Yeah. Can I give, I'll give it away right now. Oh, no. Oh, all right. Then. Yeah, all yeah, right. Give it away. Give it, it away. It's our subconscious mind, Ray. Okay, sorry, I just uh, flashed back to um, Red Hot Chili Peppers there. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. (laughs) (laughs) You're crazy, you're crazy. I don't know what you've been drinking, but uh, I want some of it. Alrighty, so um, as I said, we're just going to talk about like friend or foe, you know, our subconscious mind. Because, I, I mean, I'm friends with my subconscious mind, but other people see their subconscious mind as being some like little, I don't know, enemy that lies in wait, like little sniper that every time they try to get some success in life, that... You know, this little sniper will go and shoot the crap out of them and stop them in their tracks. Yeah, it's it's almost as if they think it's going to sabotage their success. Well, because a lot of the times our subconscious mind does sabotage us, but the reason it sabotages us is because we have limitations and old programming, which I I really wanted to talk about today because it keeps coming up in a lot of my mentoring calls that I'm doing with my mentees at the moment. Because it's so funny, like, we can study our butts off, we can, like, really go down the rabbit hole of, of our craft of whatever you're doing in life, because everyone knows that I'm, I'm studying copywriting. Copywriting is like, you know, writing sales and, and marketing material for businesses, okay, so that they can sell more stuff. I want to go down that rabbit hole. But you can study the craft, but if your mind is telling you that you can't do this, then guess what? You can't do it. Yeah, no no amount of study or practice exactly. is actually going to help you get over that, that hurdle and actually mm. a- achieve the success that you really do want. Yeah, and I mean, people like, I, I guess they humanise or put a, you know, a character into the subconscious mind and really what they're talking about is it's really a part of themselves. It's like they almost think it's a, a I don't know, some like little part that's outside of themselves but that's why I call it the enemy within because it is within you and and because the beauty of that is that because it's within you you know where to go looking for it it's not as a great big mystery you know when people say oh it's all in your head you go 
well, thank you. At least now I know where to look and yeah, now I know you, how to fix it. And you yeah. don't have far to go to find it. <laughs> exactly right. So the thing about the subconscious mind is I don't believe it's a friend or a foe. It just is. It's like another part of us. It's like saying your heart is like an enemy or a, a friend or your brain is an enemy or, or a friend or your hand is an enemy or a friend. It's a part of you. Like So believing that you've got parts of yourself that are working against you is kind of ridiculous because then, you know, what you say in your reality then becomes your reality. You know, the more you put the energy into it, you know, what you put energy into becomes what you say really, doesn't it? Well, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's the words that I was trying to get. But exactly, I'm so glad I've got you. So the thing about the subconscious mind though, Ray, it, it doesn't have a filter for right or wrong, good or bad, good or evil or anything like that. We put those meanings on things when they come to our conscious mind. We do, and it's it's kind of like just sidestepping a little bit, the meaning of words. Yeah, exactly. W- words are just words, but it's what we emotionally attach to those words that actually then have a different meaning to every single person. Exactly. It's like you can have one word, but it has a different meaning to many, many people. And words evolve, as in the meaning of the words and the energy and the, the psychological loading on words changes because we've got one word right at the moment that used to be such a great word to use and now these days if you use it it's not a swear word by the way I'm trying not to get you to put an e on this episode oh that's good (laughs) yeah I know so the word is trump ah yeah see see you had me me going because I couldn't quite think which word you were going for then yeah but I mean Trump used to be such a great word. It's like, okay, this trumps this. And like in copywriting, you know, there's a, there's a couple of principles that we use, you know, like format trumps copy and copy trumps other things. But nowadays, whenever someone says that, the first word that they are drawn to is the word Trump. Yeah. And they think about number 45 or the president. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm Australian, so I, I have no loading on it, quite frankly. It's actually quite entertaining to watch. But I know that a lot of my friends on both sides of the fence in America, some people are very triggered by it and other people are triggered by the fact that he's being disrespected. It doesn't matter what I think, what I'm observing, and this I'll get into the observing part in a moment. Yeah, definitely. Is, is, you know, observing the way that the words change. And so as a copywriter, as in a person who uses words to portray meanings and to trigger people in a good way, I don't use the word Trump because I can't take that chance that their subconscious mind hasn't got some loading on that, that the first thing that th- that they think about is someone they don't like. I guess um, jumping forward then with that is that also moving into the marketing side it, and a, a future episode that is coming up shortly mm-hmm. is actually knowing your audience Yes, and knowing... A, what, who your audience is, B, what you're selling to that audience, and then C, what trigger words are yeah. actually going to be to your advantage or mm. your detriment in that sales process. Exactly. And so it's, it's good to know. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it is good to know about your own subconscious mind and also what other people are thinking subconsciously as well. But as you said, that's in a, an episode um, coming up very soon. So the way that I see the subconscious mind, Ray, is I imagine whether it could be like the genie out of Aladdin or something, but I imagine that there's a genie sitting behind me at all times and anything that comes out of my mouth or an overbearing thought is that genie. And the genie simply says, your wish is my command. 
what that does, it gives me more accountability about what I'm actually putting into my subconscious mind and what I'm feeding my brain with and also what I'm saying. Because if, if my subconscious mind doesn't have a filter for right or wrong, good or bad or whatever, it's just going to suck it in and it's going to go, okay, so you want more of that? Okay, we'll get you more of that. If you want me to do this, then I'll do that. They say, because Ray and myself have done neuro-linguistic programming or NLP years and years ago, and one of the principles and the teachings that they share with us is that by the time that you're seven years old, you're fully programmed. You've been programmed, like your subconscious mind has been programmed with the beliefs that will take you into your, your adulthood. Yeah, into your old age. And so this changed. This is really important to know how to work with your subconscious mind and bring out the best in it. Because one of the things that we find with our subconscious mind is the orders that it's been given or the programming that's been given up until when we we're seven and then when we we're an adult, they're outdated orders. It's it's like, you know, going back to the army times, right? Me being an officer and you being um, senior NCO, which is, you know, like sergeant, is you give someone an order, they go and do it, then you give them another order, they go and do that, you give them another order. There's like a chain of orders, you know, but no one gets stuck with one order for years and years. Well, no. not, not not normally. And so I also see the subconscious mind being that little loyal soldier that is waiting for the next command. Now, I say that it doesn't happen that, you know, someone would be given a set of orders and then have those orders for the rest of their life. However, there have been examples throughout history where people have been stuck in a clip of a moment where they were given a set of orders and they basically filled out those orders till the day they died. And we're speaking about this earlier, Ray, and it was after World War II, Japanese soldiers all throughout the Pacific, they're out there in, in these little sentry posts all around these in, little In these islands, beautiful tropical islands. Beautiful tropical islands, which would have been beautiful for a, a time, but not, not for the rest of your life. But when the war ended, these Japanese soldiers got stuck. They were forgotten. Well, they were isolated. They had no mm -hmm. no form of communication. Yeah. So realistically, the way everything was set up with all the, the calamity and um, mm -hmm. confusion that was happening, the hierarchy command actually lost track of where these their soldiers were and if, and if they were alive. If they were killed, like if the chain of command was killed, then... The only person who knew that that soldier was there was killed. And was so that they soldier? Were, they were abandoned, so they got stuck there. So you hear the stories 20, 30 years ago. You'd hear about another Japanese soldier, you know, in his 80s, was found in the jungles of the pa islands. Papua New Guinea Papua or Papua New Guinea or Solomon Islands or somewhere around there. Even Indonesia, around those, you know, mm. Sumatra and that. These guys were found still thinking that the war was on. Well, still in their, wearing their uniform. I know, and, how's that? And holding their rifle. Yeah, exactly. And then there was a famous story of a soldier that was found and he didn't believe that the war was over. He thought it was a trick of the Allies trying to get him to, him to surrender. And they actually had to go and find his commander in Japan, who luckily was still alive. He went there and told the soldier to stand down. Otherwise, he wouldn't have believed it. But this is the power of our subconscious mind. If you don't give it another order, or if you don't tell your subconscious mind that the war is over, it's like that little Japanese soldier that will just keep killing the enemy, although the war's been over for like 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. Exactly. 
Yeah. So this pretty is pretty powerful. It is pretty powerful. And another when when we used to be like woo woo teachers, I used to teach our students manifestation and and the power of the subconscious mind. But I used to use a different kind of uh, example in in the way that in Fantasia there's a scene where Mickey Mouse gets a bit lazy, right? He, he's being a sorcerer's apprentice and the sorcerer tells him to do something. So Mickey gets a bit lazy and thinks, oh, well, I might use some magic to actually, you know, many hands make light work principle. So what Mickey does, he... He does, out- outsources. He outsources, <laughs> outsorceries. <laughs> He's a uh, responsibility and he gets a broom to go and get water from the well and come and fill up the well inside. And then he thinks, why can't I, you know, yeah, replicate if, this? If it works good for, for one for broom. For one broom, imagine hundreds of brooms. Let's use the power of leverage. Yep, so he uh, made a, a lot more brooms and he had an army of brooms. So what does Mickey do? He goes to sleep. And the next thing he wakes up, he's floating because the brooms have no off switch. And this is, again, our subconscious mind. The idea is that you give your subconscious mind an order and it will keep doing it until you give it the next order. So when people say that it's their subconscious mind or themselves working against them, it's like, well, give yourself a new order. Otherwise, and you used a really great word before, calamity. That is the result in your life you know your subconscious mind when you don't give it orders and it's a bit bored it will then just do this calamity it will bring drama and everything into your life that you don't want because it's bored like it's just filling up spaces because i think that also comes down to the fact that you can train yourself to make decisions and make good decisions Mm. and to be able to once you've made that first decision, you can then observe it and see if it's actually giving you the results you want. Yeah. And if it isn't, then you can then decide to change those orders. You can mm-hmm. put a stop to that current task in play and give your subconscious a new order to, yeah. to move forward. So a great marketing saying, it's called test and measure. It's like Perfect. put something into play test it, mm-hmm. then measure it to make sure it comes up to the standards. And yeah. if it doesn't, you tweak it or yeah. you put put it to bed and say, thanks for sharing. That that doesn't work anymore. So, But what we've learned from that, we can now readjust and replicate, um, replicate and repeat, re- rinse, repeat and continue with a new task mm-hmm. and see what happens then. Yeah, so test, measure, what was it? Test and measure, measure rinse, tweak re- and repeat. <laughs> something like that so yeah but I mean you can do that with with your subconscious mind because everything that starts within us then goes without without no outside of ourselves oh I know what it was yeah test and measure tweak and monetize ah yeah excellent I love tm <laughs> yeah tm a little bit of money you sound like the love guru All right, so what we want to do is we want to be able to harness our subconscious mind the power of our subconscious mind because it, it can be a very powerful friend in our life. Now, our subconscious mind, though, because there's no operating manual that comes with our subconscious mind, these are some of the things that we've learned along the way. I think we've already mentioned them in some other podcasts, but I think it bears to be repeated. If people haven't listened to a previous episode, they don't need to. They've got the information right here and now. So your subconscious mind, basically the way you train it is what it's going to be for you. So if you haven't trained it, then it's not going to be working for you, all right? So you need 
need to start to get there and teach it a few tricks. One of the things that your subconscious mind doesn't realize or recognize is the word not. So if you say, I don't want anything like this to happen ever again, what are you really saying? I do want this to happen again. Yeah, and I mean, you're a great example of uh, uh, those yeah, those listen. words, Pauline, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, words that haunt me. Um, Can you tell the listener? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So when I was in the army, I was a nurse, um, and I used to look after a lot of soldiers that were broken when they came back from deployments. And they were having a hard time, and they would end up with things like depression or PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder. And so then I'd be looking after them, and it's pretty hard, you know, looking after these guys because they're, they're physically really great. They're at the prime of their lives, you know, they're in their early 20s, but they're broken in their brain. You know, their mind is just not working for them. And so I used to look at them, and then unfortunately a lot of them, as soon as they um, went on to antidepressants, they'd get kicked out. That was the rules at the time. And so then I had this fear within me that I used to say, I don't ever want to be discharged. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. I don't ever want to be discharged from the army on a psych discharge. And then years later, I was at another hospital and again, soldiers coming back. I think the first lot of soldiers were, they were coming back from places like Rwanda and Somalia, which were horrific deployments for the Australian soldiers. I don't know very many soldiers that came back from those deployments sane. Yeah. They, they were changed irreversibly. It was totally traumatized. Very traumatized. Then we moved forward to places like Timor and that, and I was sitting there looking after these soldiers coming back in Iraq and other places. And again, this this thing in the back of my, my mind, like a mind worm going, I don't ever want to be discharged like that. I don't ever want to be discharged like that. Going forward to 2005, how was I discharged from the army? On a medical discharge, but underlying was a psych discharge yeah, well, with major depression. <laughs> yeah, the, and that's the uh, the irony, the Alanis Morissette moment. <laughs> yeah, isn't it ironic? ironic. Yep, yeah, um, exactly. But mate, promoted to a major and then uh, later on gets... <laughs> discharged with major depression exactly well i mean you know it matched it was a perfect match major depression and for the major because there's no such thing as captain depression so you know if you're gonna gonna do it do it properly yeah so it's one of those things though but when i think about my idea of the genie behind me what was my genie hearing all the time yeah i do want this to happen to me i do want this to happen to me and so it's like okay your wish is my command your wish is my command and so let's work with our subconscious mind instead of giving it ridiculous orders you know yeah. i mean a, a lot of times um you see i mean it's happened to us as well you see a lot of people know what they don't want mm -hmm. but when you ask them what they do want you, you can't answer. Yeah. There's a, a great little exercise that I've done years ago, many times. You give yourself five minutes, sit down for five minutes, write out everything that you don't want in life. And then once that's done, you get a new piece of paper and for five minutes, write down everything that you do want. Yeah, which is often the opposite of what you don't want. But, but you don't know that at, at the time when you're doing the yeah, exercise. exactly. But it's the case of the pages filled with what you don't want outweigh the pages that you do want. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the trick to that, or the hack, as people say it, is if it's easy to write out what you don't want, do that first, and then for every single line of what you don't want, then sit there and write something that you do want instead. Yeah, yeah. That's the easiest way to get through that. Mm. Yeah. 
So it's actually using the negative to get to the positive, but then erasing the negative and then no longer saying, you know, yeah, it's like saying them. Thanks for sharing. I've got the lesson. I need, I've got what I need to move forward. Now let's uh, put that to, to bed, so to speak, and yeah. forget about that. And now only speak about the positive things that you do want. And, exactly. And what we were saying, give your subconscious mind new marching orders, okay? So this is what we want. This is our objective. Let's go and do it. Yep. And it works. It really does work. So what we need to do is uh, I wanted to share also something really interesting. When I've worked with people for, you know, as as you know, Ray, and I'll... I'll share with others I do a lot of uh, reset your mindset sessions with people so I, I delve into their mindset to work out what's stopping them and what's holding them back I've done like I don't know maybe over a thousand of those sessions in the last 10 years or so oh, maybe more probably, oh, look, yeah. I, I don't know I don't you know what I don't even keep count no. because it, it's irrelevant I just do it and then move on to the next one. I don't remember the sessions. It's just all very intuitive and just uh, it's all about the person, not me. That's why I don't keep yeah, count. Yeah, and it's being in the moment. And yeah. then once you're out of that moment, yeah. you forget what, what's been said. But what I find a lot of the times, Ray, is when people have really negative self-talk, it's not even in their own voice. And this is a really big thing that I want to share with the listeners. This is, as you say, a big brain hack. If you have a negative voice, and remember I was saying that the subconscious mind is programmed from the time that you are up until you're seven, right? So basically up to that time, who you're going to be as an adult is basically programmed from the people that are around you. Sometimes heaven help you when you think back then, it's like, I don't want to be like them. No way. I don't want to be like them. Actually, I I want to avoid being like them. Get rid of the don't. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's who you end like, up like. Exactly. Well, it that's another side though. It's like, I don't want to ever grow up to be like my mum. I don't ever want to grow up to be like my dad. Uh, and you say that enough, they're exactly who you grow yeah, up. Yeah, and, like, and then when you're in your 40s, yeah, it's like, you turn around and go, oh my goodness, my mum just fell out of my mouth. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, the thing about that, Ray, is like when they fall out of your mouth, sometimes they're in your head. And so that's what I'm saying is that negative self-talk generally doesn't sound like your voice. So, no. what I, yeah, what I say to my clients when I'm doing the sessions is I want you to just close your eyes, think about that negative self-talk, that voice that's always telling you that you can't do this and you can't do that and you're worthless and you're, you know, a waste of space or an oxygen thief or whatever negative and horrible things that they're saying to you and whose voice do they sound like? And I can tell you about 95% of the time, it sounds like a parent, a grandparent, or some teacher. It's some influencer. It's rarely, if ever, their own voice. And even when they say it's their own voice, I get them just to really like close their eyes, put their hand on their heart. Yep, that's and that's yeah, that's the real the yep. real key to that's it. That's like it? the truth. That's the truth um, position. Like you can't lie to yourself. That's the insider hack. Yeah. It's actually putting the physical contact of your hand on your heart mm. or just on the, the heart space because you can't really put your hand inside your chest. Yeah, that's but, gross. Just don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. Um, so you put your, the physical act of putting your hand on your heart space mm. and actually having that physical connection and being present and focused on connecting with that space. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty magic actually. But people just don't take the time. And what it really is is just taking the time. I mean, you've got your heart there. You can't really feel your heartbeat, but you can 
feel yourself breathing and it just calms yourself down that connection so then yeah i get them to close their eyes put their hand on their heart and just breathe and now tell me who that sounds like and for the five percent that thought it was actually them it's not them they realize it was someone else that they were actually covering for but Back to the subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind is not trying to trip us up. It's not trying to make life hard for us. It's just going on the last set of orders we ever gave it. Yeah, it's just following its orders. Exactly. And and doing the best it can. Go, okay, you tell me to do this, so I'm diligently going to do that until you either tell me to stop or you tell me to do something else. Yeah. So when you find out whose voice it is, just banish it. Say, thank you for sharing. Now off you go. Ray says it a little bit more um, forcefully, but because this is a non-e yeah. show and she's not really a gutter mouth, I am. She's. Um, oh, I can say it, but I won't say that, that word. It's like I say in my uh, drill sergeant voice, thanks for sharing. Now F off. Yeah. Um, another little caveat on that too is to actually get the lesson. Yeah, of course. Ta- get the lesson before you show at the door yeah um and that that way you don't you then don't need to (laughs) repeat the lesson yeah because the subconscious mind it's it's all it's trying to do is keep us safe exactly and sometimes by keeping us in an uncomfortable comfort zone is its way of keeping us safe so it's just saying okay thanks for sharing now let's move on we've got the lesson here i know that you're trying to keep me safe And now we've got different orders. We've got a different objective. Let's take that hill over there right now. Okay, so I hope you've enjoyed this episode. What we want to do here is uh, we just want to... Did you accidentally summon me? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, subconscious. (laughs) Yes, Siri just, um, my goodness, I've got to turn Siri off. But yeah, hello, did you just summon me? Yes, Jeannie, I did. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so... The whole idea of today's episode was to work with yourself and stop being your own worst enemy. Be your own best friend, coach, mentor. Yeah, and know that that genie, just like Siri, is out there listening yeah. to everything you're saying. Exactly. So, you know. Say good stuff. Yeah. So, friend or foe, I'd actually say friend. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next episode. Bye for now. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Come on over to BreakingThroughTheBS.com. That's BreakingThroughTheBS.com. And that's where you'll find all the episodes, all the transcribes, and all of the show notes. And remember, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a review. And let all your friends know about Breaking Through The BS. We'll catch you at the next show. Bye for now.